Welcome to PE Talks Africa, the African Private Equity and Venture Capital Association's podcast. In this series, industry leaders will share their views on the investment landscape in Africa and will discuss latest trends covering fundraising, deal making, value creation, and exits across private equity, credit, and venture capital. In this fifth episode, Charles Barbridge, Executive Director at Chicago Teachers Pension Fund, and David Arlake, Commissioner at the New York State Insurance Fund and Chair of his Investment Committee, share their investment strategies and thoughts on African private equity. Are they looking for alpha or diversification, or both? This investor spotlight is moderated by Papa Ndiaye, Chief Executive Officer and Founding Partner at AFIC Funds. The session was recorded at the 16th annual AFCA conference in Nairobi in April 2019. The title that was given to the, to the session is, uh, is, is very provocative, but one thing that is quite clear is that um, the world of U.S. pension funds is very little understood uh, by a lot of the, the, the GPs that we, we talk to around here and some of the others. So I felt the most important thing we can get out of today is make sure we start to understand how they're structured, what do they do, how do they make their decisions, and then through that, hopefully, you, the, the, the audience, can start to understand what the answer is to the question about you know, alpha and diversification. I'm sure we'll touch on that um, as well. I'm very um, honored today to have uh, two gentlemen I, for whom I have a tremendous amount of respect who've done some very interesting things um, in, in, in the U.S. and who have had a very um, dedicated long-term approach to, um, to investing in Africa, have been spending a lot of their valuable time coming to the continent over the last couple of years and really getting to know it better. And we, we really hope they inspire many other uh, uh, managers like themselves to do so. Um, I think that the first thing I wanted to do is delve straight into it, because even that the way that they will in introduce themselves, hopefully will be part of that educational process where I will ask um, David to start, David Arlicht, to tell you who he is, what he does, and how they're structured to do it. And then we'll do the same with Chuck Burbridge, bearing in mind that there's an incredible complementarity in their viewpoints. David is a trustee, and Chuck um, is a top manager um, of, a, of, a, of a pretty wide team that does a number of things, including investing. So I'll turn it to them to introduce themselves, and we can start the, the learning from there. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Um, so let me describe what the New York State Insurance Fund is. Um, it's a 107-year-old state agency that um, provides, it's a monoline insurance company that writes uh, workman's comp uh, insurance policies. And we write workman's comp insurance policies for approximately 38% of every worker in New York State. Not just public employees, but people that work at restaurants, hotels, hospitals. Um, it is um, uh, an off-budget state agency. So the $18 billion that uh, the fund uh, has is uh, used to pay um, insurance claims. And it's used to run a very large state agency. There are approximately 2,600 employees. 
um, uh, and there are 14 offices throughout the state. Um, so we have um, a number of demands on, on the fund. Uh, out of the 2,600 employees, uh, there's probably 15 that work on the investment side. So the vast number of employees are writing insurance policy, processing claims, uh, running this, this large agency. So investments, although I chair the investment committee, is a, um, it's an important role, but it's not all that we, we do. Uh, as far as uh, governance, there is a 11-person uh, board. We're all appointed by uh, the governor. There are certain statutory members like Department of Labor, uh, represent representatives of various uh, groups. So they have the, the governance structure is the board. The board has a number of committees. Uh, we have, again, staff uh, that supports us. But statutorily, uh, the decisions are, are, uh, are made at, at, the, at the board level with recommendation from, from various staffs regarding real estate investments, uh, claims, and, and what have you. So that gives you an idea of the, um, of the structure of, of the organization. Okay, thank, thank you very much for uh, inviting me here today. The, I'm the executive director of the Chicago Teachers Pension Fund. Earlier, you uh, may have heard Angela Miller May, who is our chief investment officer. Uh, the Chicago Teachers Pension Fund uh, provides pension benefits. As a, it's a defined benefit pension plan, and we provide benefits for the teachers in the Chicago area, uh, which is a large city, if you're not familiar with Chicago, Illinois. Um, the, uh, we have 90,000 members, uh, of which uh, approximately 30,000 are active teachers, another 30,000 are retirees, and another 30,000 are neither retired or active. They're vested but uh, haven't retired, or, or they may be non-vested and just haven't taken their money out. So we, we keep records for 90,000 people. Um, we have uh, $22 billion of liability and only approximately $10.5 billion of assets. So we are underfunded, uh, as uh, many uh, defined benefit pension plans are in the, in, in the U.S. Uh, our structure is that we are governed by a 12-member uh, board of trustees, of which 10 of the 12 members are elected from the membership. So they're primarily active teachers, retired teachers, or an administrator. And so that uh, does set us apart, and that our, our governance is, is really preponderance in contracts to, to appointed uh, officials, ours are primarily elected from the membership. Uh, like uh, the, the, the David's Fund, uh, pensions and uh, investments are uh, uh, just a small part of what we do. Uh, we pay out $1.4 billion annually in benefits. And so of, of my 130 employees that report to me, only approximately nine are, are in the investment function. Uh, as a result, uh, uh, as with many pension funds our size, we have a, a consultant uh, that advises us on uh, the various asset classes that we're invested in. Uh, the, the one asset class that we do not utilize a consultant is private equity, where we do our own research. And I think that uh, that's probably something uh, important and reason why we're here today is the fact that we are doing our own research on private equity opportunities uh, around the world and uh, not relying on consultants. So that's uh, shortly what's Chicago Teachers Pension Fund. Thank you very much. I think um, what I find fascinating is that 
supposedly you're in the same business, but it is clear that there are so many diversities inside it. And you know, you have all of the plans that have um, staff making a, a significant amount of the decisions and others at the other extreme where the trustees make a lot of the decisions and everything else in between. You've also talked about uh, the role of consultant as opposed to internal research and the capability for analysis. Now, my curiosity then is, how do you make your allocation process, given that all of those different moving parts? Um, and, and as you answer that question, you know, how, how do you get your board to buy into your general allocation model? And then from there, how do you get this, you know, your strategic portfolio allocation and ultimately start looking into geographies? I guess one way to look at it is, is <clears throat> when you overlay the Africa education, how do you bring Africa into international EM and then Africa? How do, do those three things work together? Um, for some of the GPs in, in, in the audience who are saying, saying to themselves, how can we get an allocation when clearly it's, it's a complex process? You want to go? Okay. Um, well, at the insurance fund, um, uh, everything starts with strategic asset allocation. Uh, so our staff, in conjunction with our consultant, um, who is also here with NEPC, um, uh, work together and look at uh, our risk and return profile. So we take into context both risk and return, and we come up with a strategic asset allocation. Broadly speaking, as an insurance fund, which we're very different um, profile than a pension plan, we are probably, um, uh, you know, 80% fixed income. Uh, the balance is, is equities, private equity, private credit, um, and real assets, which consist of uh, real estate and um, infrastructure. So we start with, with the strategic asset allocation, and then we move into implementation. And impl implementation for us is, is three legs of a stool. We have uh, input from the consultant, we have input from uh, staff, uh, but ultimately, the decision is with the, um, with the board. But the board gets a recommendation from the investment committee. The investment committee does not and should not have full authority to make an allocation. We have, uh, it, it's too much fiduciary responsibility put on four of, four of nine members, four of 11 members. So what we do is we will, we meet monthly at the committee level, and uh, ultimately we have a dialogue. Uh, we have a conversation with all the interested parties, uh, and we come to a conclusion, and then we will make a recommendation to the full board that says first strategic asset allocation, and then each one has a drop-down menu, private equity, from you know large buyout to venture capital, uh, and it could and then geographic dispersion, and we will work our way through the drop-down menu for each one of the asset classes, mm -hmm. um, and then we'll we will go through a public process. We don't issue an RFP because I think for us it takes um, uh, 
takes too long. If we decide to go with a manager, we should be able to move fairly quickly. And an RFP process um, uh, is a little more cumbersome. So we'll ask uh, uh, managers, we'll, we'll advertise because we're a public plan, so we do have to be transparent and open with our qualifications okay. and, and what we're looking for and say, make sure your information gets to our consultant. They'll know what we're looking for and then we're involved in the process of talking to, meeting with, talking to, and evaluating managers and then recommending them to, to the full board for uh, for an allocation. And that's typically going to be how we do it across uh, all asset classes. Uh, unlike Chuck, uh, we uh, will have a uh, private markets consultant. And that's based on really um, staffing. He's got Angela who's very skilled and qualified. Although we have a very skilled and qualified investment team, their focus is on the public markets, mm -hmm. and so their expertise is not very fluent in the private markets. Mm -hmm. So as a fiduciary, as, as the trustees, we will rely on the input from uh, experts in those particular markets. It could be one, it could be two, uh, but that'll be how we get to uh, um, allocating into private equity. As far as Africa, I think um, uh, the MEDA delegation that we're a part of has been really a um, instrumental in, uh, in presenting us with the opportunity set that is here on the continent. And uh, it has been uh, in invaluable. Um, um, and in our case, uh, I chair the investment committee, I get the chair of the board. I think between the two of us, we can convince everybody that we can invest in Africa. Excellent. Jeff? Okay. Um, in some ways, I wish you recorded our, our pre-presentation pre, uh, conversations, uh, but uh, we, we're fairly similar in regards to uh, trustees ultimately make, are the ultimate decision makers. Uh, staff <laughs> makes no decision. We make recommendations. Trustees make the decision. Uh, so ultimately, we need to educate our, our 12 trustees. Um, our process also starts with the strategic asset allocation process. Uh, our allocation is uh, somewhat different than, than David's allocation. Uh, his is heavily fixed income, has an insurance company with, uh, with his known liabilities. He's doing primarily liability matching. Yep. Um, our, our allocation is, is really the, the more traditional pension fund allocation, uh, kind of a 60-40 split between equities and fixed incomes that you, you'll see among um, investment managers or, or pensions. But uh, and that allocation also reflects that the, earlier uh, David had mentioned that uh, he has a statutory uh, actuarial rate of return of 5%. Ours is uh, we, we get to uh, approve our actuarial rate of return. Uh, there's some oversight on that, but our actuarial rate of return currently is 7%. You know, four years ago, it was, or five years ago, it was 8%. So it's steadily gone down as the markets have uh, yielded less in return. So we have different investment objectives, uh, in part because we have different purposes of our funds. Um, so when you think of our overall fund uh, uh, risk-reward ratio of as being a 60-40 split between uh, equities and fixed incomes, then you start looking, well, how do we diversify within that, that basic framework? 
And uh, one way we diversify is into private equities. Other ways we've diversified are in uh, real estate and infrastructure. Um, we uh, have started doing some private credit, but uh, we're here to talk about private equity today. And so the, uh, so within our strategic asset allocation, we have a 5% allocation to private equity. Uh, currently, we are only uh, have our actual level of private equity is about three and a half percent of the total, and so we had room to allocate uh, to private equity. So that's the first thing before we could invest in Africa. We had to have room to invest mm -hmm. in private equity, and we had that room to invest in private equity. Um, our staff, led by Angela, has gone through a transition where one time all of our private equity investments were in fund of funds. Um, and uh, we have now started with uh, her leadership and the staff's capability to, to go into direct private equity. Uh, I think the first one we did was, was KKR, uh, looking at one of their, their products, uh, their funds. So we're, we're starting to try to educate ourselves about the, the private equity management universe. Uh, and as we're looking at diversification and returns, uh, our fund has a long history of promoting uh, uh, promoting the, 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 the National Association of Security Professionals, which is part of this meetup partnership that put on Africa summits to help build a relationship between U.S. asset managers and, uh, and investment opportunities in, in Africa. Uh, as we educate ourselves on the opportunities here, uh, the fund, which is fundamentally a growth, you know, uh, opportunity uh, over the next, perhaps I'll backtrack a little, Chicago Teachers Pension Fund is 123 years old. I'm going to use some of my standard language that I tell, tell my, my membership uh, just this past week. We have a lot of experience in investing in emerging markets, being a 123-year-old fund. Uh, the United States was an emerging market when we first started investing. So, so that tells you if, you if you have a hundred year horizon, you need to start looking to where the, the, the investments are going, not where they're at currently. And so we, we felt it was important to us to start looking at where growth opportunities will be in the future, not just where what's being presented to us today. And that led us to believe that we needed to educate ourselves on Africa. Uh, Sub-Saharan Africa's growth uh, uh, demographics, uh, economic growth rates, things like that told us that if we wanted to serve our members best, we needed to start going to where we thought the return opportunities were going to be and educate ourselves today rather than wait until everybody's educated on Africa in 35 years and then kind of just come along at the tail end when all the good investments are taken, which is uh, unfortunately too, too often the case. So, so we had the capacity available in our private equity. We had the interests uh, uh, in supporting uh, diversification in the fund, and we, we, we had the, uh, so that created opportunities, and then ultimately this is a, this is a growth opportunity for us. Uh, and so w when it gets back to the original uh, title of our panel, do you want diversity or, or returns, and you know, we want both. Uh, uh, we are expecting good returns out of our investments, small though they may be right now, uh, but we're also looking for a diversifier. Uh, had a conversation recently about a 2006 vintage year, whereas a, a, a private equity manager here in 2006 in Africa still boasted a double-digit return on that investment in that 2006 vintage, 
Whereas some of the investments that we made in 2006 domestically, we lost the investments. Uh, so diversification in the portfolio is necessary. Growth is obviously the, the, uh, the, the thing that we're looking for and high returns. And so we, we think this really fits our, our interests right now. Okay. Th thank you very much. Um, we have a diverse crowd. So we have GPs, we have LPs from DFI and non-DFI sectors, and we also have local pension funds and so on. My question, and after this I'll open it to one or two quick questions, is what are the two or three pieces of advice you would give them as they wish to interact with you, whether on a co-invest basis or in the case of GPs actually seeking allocation? What should they prepare themselves for? Well, one, one of the things that I, I would say, I'll tell, uh, I'll tell all managers is um, you, you really need to understand um, the insurance fund before you approach us. You should, you should understand as best you can what our risk profile is, what our investment horizons are, what are our, um, uh, what's motivating us to go into private equity as opposed to uh, Chuck and Chicago teachers, we have no liquidity issues. We don't have a funding status issue. Our return profiles are, are different. And um, uh, so it's important to understand the organization and our process. Uh, and I would say that about any um, asset owner that you would approach in the United States, as you started earlier, um, uh, there's a vast institutional um, uh, marketplace and everybody has their own different process. Uh, some are, are staff driven, some are consultant driven, some are trustee driven, some are any combination of, the, of those and it's imperative for you to do the research prior to um, uh, you know, asking for an allocation. And also understanding that uh, as, as, as important as an allocation is to you, on our priority list, it's, it's really not that high. So there are a lot of things that get in the way of, of what we have to do on a daily basis. So um, when you understand the process, you develop a certain amount of Patience. It doesn't mean there isn't an allocation coming, and generally the check sizes are, are fairly significant. So it's, it's, it's incumbent to, to understand what the process is, uh, follow the process, and understand that um, uh, you know, in, in patience can be a virtue when you actually um, uh, um, get to the point where you're making a presentation to us for, for an allocation. As far as uh, our institutional colleagues here, uh, I would like to uh, discuss and talk about how we could work together. Uh, we all have something in common is that we all have a home country bias. And part of diversification is breaking that home country bias. And for us, that means uh, investing uh, here in the continent and hopefully investing alongside uh, the institutional investors here on the continent. If we come here once a year, that's, that's a lot. Uh, but um, I believe in the alignment of interests. So I think if there's an alignment of interests between the 
institutional uh, allocators as well as the managers, I think we end up getting um, a, a better performance, a better relationship all along. So, you know, I, I would like to, it's not necessarily a club deal, but sharing information uh, is, it would be extremely important with our uh, institutional investing colleagues here. To, to, to add to David's uh, description, uh, Chicago Teachers Pension Fund, 100% uh, of our investments are made through an RFP process. Uh, the, our investments that we just uh, entered into uh, in Africa are a result of a, a seven-month uh, process uh, where we uh, issued an RFP, we evaluated the results, took, the, took a recommendation from the board, and the board studied the, the recommendation for really three months before we finally uh, 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 entered into the, the agreement. So one, you need to know that uh, differences, we, we require RFPs. Uh, uh, another uh, thing that is important in one of my early meetings with the GP uh, in Africa, uh, the state of Illinois, as with uh, New York and California, you cannot use agents uh, to, to represent you. Uh, we were expressly prohibited from uh, using a placement agent. So, so if you want to do business with us, you, you need to show up yourself um, and, and show up in response to an RFP. Um, Earlier in the conversation, I, I likened this to, to, uh, to like, how do you find love? A lot of people are out searching for love and they never seem to find it. And then when you stop looking for it, all of a sudden it finds you. Well, if you're chasing me and chasing this fund, thinking we're going to invest with you, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Uh, chasing us doesn't, doesn't help. Uh, but uh, making sure that you are a, a fully realized individual and doing the best you can to, to, to make good investments and have a solid methodology that's repeatable, um, uh, eventually we'll find each other. Uh, but again, that's gonna be th through our RFP process. Um, so, so those I think are important. To, to what can you do to help yourself be the best uh, uh, GP? Uh, we really like the, uh, the opportunities we've had to, to meet with uh, the African uh, pension funds, pension managers, uh, to, to get a better appreciation of what the opportunity set is here uh, uh, in Africa, um, how the markets are efficient or inefficient as they might be, and, and, and what, what we expect. Because um, it's one thing if uh, we come, come back to our trustees and say, you know, Chuck Burbridge or Angela, thinks that this is a good investment. It's another thing if we've got the South African pension uh, managers and the Kenyan pension managers and others saying that you know th these are solid investments that you could believe in. And so uh, having, having those, those peers um, with, uh, with insights on the ground, uh, I think are, has been very helpful in, in making the recommendation to our, to our trustees. Chuck and uh, David, thank you so much. This has been fascinating for me. Thank you both for, uh, for uh, your contributions and thank you for your patience. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about the African Private Equity and Venture Capital Association, please visit avca-africa.org.